to introduce Alan Cantor this morning who will offer our reading called 10 Rules for Whitewater Rafting. Ten Rules for Whitewater Rafting <clears throat> and Congregational Life. <laughs> One, it's what you came for, enjoy it. <laughs> Two, rest in the calm places. There will be more whitewater soon. Three, never stop paddling, even when it seems hopeless. Four, when you're in trouble, don't panic. Five, when you fall in, hang on to your life jacket and let go of everything else. Six, don't be surprised if the raft doesn't go where you want it to go. Seven, everyone paddles furiously, but it's still the current that takes you. Eight, the more activity on the right, the more the raft goes left, and vice versa. Nine, decide who's going to steer, the person in the bow or the person in the stern. And 10, balance, balance, balance. So if there is one common physical feeling that I dislike more than anything, it is being too cold. And so I wisely decided to live in New England and work in a church building built in 1830. <laughs> Though you may not believe that today, actually. But this is all beside the point. The real story is, the first time I went whitewater rafting, I was in 10th grade in October on an overnight school trip, the kind where they have everybody go to bond and build a community that kind of thing. So I generally felt good to neutral about this upcoming trip, unsure if I'd like whitewater rafting, kind of unenthusiastic about the idea of getting into a river in October, but excited about trying something I'd never done before, unsure but hopeful about the people I had chosen to be my roommates for the trip, wondering who I would sit with on the bus, generally filled with that common mix of anticipation, curiosity, a little anxiety and a lot of fresh excitement that comes with marking a new school year. And so the day finally came on the trip where we were doing the whitewater rafting, and I pulled on a mildewy wetsuit that countless other teenagers had surely worn before me, and got on the giant yellow school bus and rode for an hour or so upriver on increasingly bumpy back roads. And it was sprinkling, which made everything feel colder, of course, in what would have otherwise been a crisp October week. So we get into these inflatable rafts, about eight or 10 of us on a boat, and we started down the river. Water is splashing into our boats, and the guides are yelling directions at us, us being jostled and tossed up and down a little as we went over the rapids that probably are bigger in my memory than they were in real life. But one girl in our group fell in and lost her ring in the river, and she, sh she surely, decidedly not enjoying the whole thing, swore that the river gods took her ring in exchange for sparing her life. A few others fell in also, some tossed unwillingly, but some taking the leap on purpose. Though by the time all of this happened, we were all soaked anyway from the water coming into the boats. 
And here's what I remember about this experience. I don't remember who was in my raft, but I do remember that I felt closer to them when we got to the shore than when I had started out. And I don't remember if I had gotten into the water willingly or if water just came into the raft, but I do remember soak, being soaked, protesting that this wetsuit was not doing its job, and being extremely, extremely cold. And if you'll remember, I don't particularly like being cold. And I also don't remember whether I had forgotten my sweatshirt or I had brought it and it wasn't enough or what had happened, but I do remember that on the bus, people were sharing sweatshirts and blankets and warming up on the freezing bus ride back together. So in all of this, here's what I do remember the most. This rafting trip was a combination of cold, uncomfortable, and fun. But it was also an incredibly meaningful experience because the thing that I remember most about that trip was that I mark it in my mind as the moment that I became closer friends with many of the people that I held onto through high school and college. And in that moment, we had done the work that we had come to do together, to support one another through falling in, to lend blankets and sweatshirts, and to comfort each other in times of need. Friends, we navigate a lot of white water in this world. Some, like this rafting trip we signed up for, thrilling, exciting, adrenaline rush aliveness, if at times uncomfortable and cold. But some like white water, like all water, like life itself, can also be scary, dangerous, overwhelming, not at all what we thought we signed up for. Some people get tossed into rapids that they did not ask for and cannot easily swim to shore. And there are rapids all around us, are there not? We've seen so much this summer in the news, at home, in our own communities and also seen moments of beauty and stillness and connection. Sometimes we get tossed into cold water, scraped up on the rocks. And I come to church and to this community because I pray that when white water comes, and it has come before and it will come again, no doubt, my prayer is that when it comes, there are people who are ready to pull us back into the raft, to lend sweatshirts and blankets, to turn on the heat, to dry off our clothes, and make tea once we get inside. And my prayer is that we might be those people for each other. Friends, we don't come into community to be comfortable, but to grow as people. And we come here at church not to stay warm and dry as we saw this morning, but to help each other when we get cold. And in this beautiful and old and, if sometimes drafty, sanctuary, it will not help us to avoid white water, but we are here together instead to learn to navigate it as best we can, pull one another back into the boat, and rest in those calm places together. We say that this sanctuary is not a sanctuary from the world, but a place to practice what it means to be fully human, a place to grow strong so that we might engage better in the world around us. So today in our congregation, we share waters from places or experiences that have held meaning for us. And I often think of the beauty of all of this water collected from our many separate journeys since we last saw one another, many of us in June. 
using that water to bless babies and children in our congregation. And in it, I see us blessing them and blessing all of us with the, the raw fullness of human experience. Because I remember that not all water is healing, like floodwaters that covered Baton Rouge, like the Standing Rock Sioux Nation that is fighting hard to protect their water. But so much of it is. So much of that water is healing. And I pray that in using this water to bless people coming into our congregation, we are blessing one another and them in our coming together with the sum total of the love and the joy and the community and the heartbreak, the struggle, the learning, and the companions that it represents. And so in a moment when our ushers come forward and come to our pew, we invite you to share the water that you might have brought with you with one another, to pour it into the common bowl. And if you did not bring water or forgot, there's water right at the front that you may use. And we invite you to share into the two microphones, not in a word or two, what experience or feeling or meaning this water represents, remembering that it matters less where we've been or what we've done than the meaning we've made of it. And that is so true of life, is it not? So I invite you to come forward, pour your waters, share your meaning into our common stream as we blend together in our ingathering. water represents fun salsa dancing with warm family in Colombia. New beginnings. A need for more love. The water, that, the water that kept the flower garden going this summer. Tranquility. Family togetherness. This water represents vacation with my family. And this water is from Mystic, Connecticut, where we took our little guys this summer. Uh, celebrating a 37-year friendship uh, on vacation. And then this is the Paul Wisniewski celebrating family and happiness in Bar Harbor. Beautiful land of Iceland with many waterfalls and Lake Gaston, North Carolina, where four generations of my family gathered again for our annual reunion. Peace. Friends, use your outside voice when you speak into the mic, okay? from the uh, placid waters of Great East Lake in Maine, and a little from the turbulent waters of Sherburne. 
We forgot our water, but this water represents uh, joyful family traditions and new adventures. From the Animas River in southwestern Colorado and the San Juan River in Utah. I brought no water in honor of the drought. <laughs> no water here but the brook in Bridgewater Corners, Vermont, where our extended family lives. Matthew, help me with this one. Never lets love go. It's in memory of Kyle, Jane, his little brother. Waters from a wonderful family, timeless, timeless family place on Chapel Creek. Adventures and new sights and experiences. And family and renewal, and it's water from falling water, so it's falling water water. We were able to get away to Nova Scotia, a beautiful and peaceful province. Our water represents uh, connecting with longtime consistent friends. Swimming in farm pond. We did not bring water, but we had a wonderful time in Vermont at Half Moon State Park where we rejuvenated and spent time together. And some water, lack of water for washing the car, we sustained refrained from doing that all summer long and from doing any watering because of the drought. Our water represents quenching the thirst of addiction. My water is, represents renewal from old Quebec. This water represents love, adventures, and connections from Sandy Bay in Rockport, Mass, where we've always kept our blue boat home. Our water represents a recommitment to beginner's mind. Fun and adventure with family and friends. Our water represents the beauty and vulnerability of the wild things. My water represents the hope that the drought in Southern Africa will soon end so families can eat again. This water represents um, Wolf Creek from Wyoming, a precious resource for life. This water is going to represent the water from the hot springs of Yellowstone National Park and all the water that feeds the incredible biodiversity that my family experienced there. This water represents insights, breakthroughs, and friendships. This water represents the strength and beauty of the Atlantic Ocean and uh, the connection with family that we find there. Humility and go. This water represents community and a place of gathering. This water is a gift from our thirsty garden and represents gratitude. This water represents connection with our son who lived at home, uh, away from home this year on Lake Champlain. This water represents family and hopefully new community connections. Uh, the 
water I've brought, well, I forgot to bring, uh, <laughs> represents just the incredible natural beauty of this earth. This water represents jumping waves in the Atlantic Ocean. This water represents uh, loving family and friends from coast to coast and in between. This water represents swimming in cold showers. deep well of tranquility in Westport Island, Maine. This water represents the fun I had along the Atlantic this summer with friends I've known since I was a teenager. This water represents our wonderful family reunion on the shores of Lake Winnebago in Wisconsin. This water is from a fountain I built settling into our new patio. Vacationing with family and friends. Relaxation. This water is from our tap, where I'm so grateful that we still have some with a shallow well, as many of you may also be concerned for the gratefulness. Little girls splashing in various water sites. Uh, this water represents time with loving and supporting friends and family both near and far and here. This water represents hospitality. Would you like a drink? This water is from Sebago Lake in Maine, where four generations of our family gather each summer. The flow of life, one pedal stroke at a time. This water represents refreshment, body, mind, and soul from South Wellfleet Mass in the Atlantic Ocean. This water represents protection and healing. Our water came from the Rio Grande where we saw tracks of a cougar going into the river across to Mexico. So our water is for freedom. This water represents Farm Pond, my lifeline. Family connections through being squirted by the bumper boats in Dennisport. Family fun. Farm Pond, the great gathering place for family, friends, and community. Peace, love, and hope in our divided world. This is hot water in gratitude of having it after losing hot water for three weeks last year. This water is about finding hope where there just seems to be none. Lola says this water is for drinking, tears, and um, washing hands. a uh, summer of sailing with family, family on oceans and uh, bays and fun times. This water represents rejuvenation and new life from Rockport, Maine. Water represents renewal and joy of every ocean swim, past, present, and future. This water was home to some trout. This water represents the oceans my children cross to come home safely. This water represents 
time spent in the water with family and friends. Consecutive years of family together in Lake Winnipesaukee on Sandy Island. This water is from Saratoga Springs, New York, and represents anticipation, excitement, and a little emptiness as we witnessed our son Connor begin his college journey. use water from this church to represent my second and final year here as the intern and hopes for that. This water, like us, comes from many places and many people through many paths with stories underneath it that are seen and unseen and challenges that we have seen and not seen. And it will be used this year as our holy water to bless children and babies who come through our sanctuary doors into this community. So let us raise our hands in blessing of this water. May this water Remind us of our connection to the earth and to the larger world. May it nourish us as we go through our challenges and our joys in our own lives and together this year. And like us, it comes from the world. So let, us, let it remind us of our connection to that world and the change that we can make and see to bring about the world we want to live in. Let us say together, amen. Amen. Please rise in body or spirit and join in singing our closing hymn, Blue Boat Home, number 1064 in the Teal Hymnal.
Let us say together our call to ministry. We go forth into the world in peace to act with works of love, to affirm each person's dignity, and to cherish the living earth. Spirit of love, may we wash away all pretense and preoccupation, bringing us home to you, creating home for one another, here together. Welcome home. Amen. Our final benediction from the choir. <laughs>